0: Welcome to What's Up With That, Bro? It's the podcast we're watching, the TV show Lost, backwards from the last episode to the first episode with Chad, and he's never seen Lost before.
1: Uh, prior to the recording of this podcast, and by this podcast, I mean uh, all of the podcasts in our run, not just tonight's episode. So this podcast is in this show, that's yes. not, not
0: this particular episode. Correct. But every show that we've done as part of this show. Absolutely.
2: Yes. All right, here we go. Um... <laughs> I'm AJ. I'm another one of your bros on the show. So here we go. Let's saddle up. We're doing Lost Season 5, Episode 7, The Life and Death of Jeremy Bentham.
1: I totally thought you were going to slip the word rodeo into that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I can. I totally can. The night is still young. Yeah. Or the day. Whenever you're listening to this. You know, the midday, whatever. Yeah, so listeners, uh, keep track of the
0: number of times that AJ slips the word rodeo into today's episode. Tweet it at us at
2: whatbropod.com.
0: And, uh, uh, win, win a prize.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, season uh, five, episode seven, John Locke, after stopping the time shifts and being transported to 2007 in the Tunisian desert, starts his journey as Jeremy Bentham. At the crash site of the Ajira Airways Flight 316, the passengers try to find the identity of an unidentified man. So that's basically what our episode yeah. is about. Well. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And is that an identified man they're talking about? Also Locke? Or could it be Ben? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that doesn't happen to the last second of the episode. That's right. right. Yeah, it's
1: Locke. Yeah, and at the very <laughs> beginning of the episode, they identify the unidentified man as Locke. Yeah.
0: Like, we <laughs> see that all before, like, the first, like, boom, lost, lost uh, logo thing,
1: right? And, and they identify him in the, almost the exact same way <laughs> that uh, in the previous next episode, previous slash mm. next i don't know how we should our previous episode our previous episode, episode the next episode of lost uh where they have uh the guy talking while being shot from behind and then they suddenly reveal that it is a character who's been on this show forever
2: yeah <laughs> yeah he's wearing that i don't know i guess the ajiro blanket or whatever um, sith
1: robes <laughs> yeah he's
2: the only one in a blanket on the beach and i know it's for the reveal purposes but it's so odd <laughs> it's uh-huh. so awkward <laughs> Was he that cold on the beach? Like, oh, we need to give him a,
0: a blanket.
1: Yeah, they're just all like, oh, hey. Oh, he might have been because they fished him out of the water. They oh, said. okay. Oh, oh, okay. Did they fish the coffin
2: out of the water?
1: They said they just got him out of the water? Yeah, they said that they just found him standing in the water. Mm. Oh, okay. I see.
0: Oh, well, also, we, we do see later on in the show, like when uh, Alana and all of Jacob's followers... They're, uh, they're carrying around that big box that's got Locke's body in it. Mm-hmm. So she knows like Locke's a dead guy. So is the whole time she talking to Locke like, in this episode, like she
2: knows this is not
0: Locke and probably the smoke monster?
2: That's a good question. I guess we could kind of read it that way, um, if we're trying to make everything Did make they sense. know
1: that Locke was in the box? Yeah, I think she knew,
2: she and her people, because they would have put his
0: body in the box, I guess. Oh, they're carrying it around like they knew what was in there.
2: They know where the plane was going at the very least because it's Ilana and um, Bram. Bram, right? And yeah. Do they have anybody else on that plane? Like, because... When I mean,
0: they got the other guys walking around with them with guns, I don't think any of them were named characters. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: What okay. about uh, Aloha Labor?
0: Oh, yeah. Also, um, that was a, a t-shirt or a, a, like a plaid shirt, like rolled up and tied around his neck.
1: Um, oh, it
2: wasn't in a leg? Dang. Oh, I, I see. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, Ilana... Is, yeah, this that whole scene kind of didn't jive with me. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't understand if she knew or if she didn't know. And if she found out later, we don't even get a scene that explains that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or her, also, like, finding out.
1: Also, uh, you know, Locke has conversation with Caesar and everything. And didn't he have the exact same conversation with Caesar again a few episodes later? When uh, Caesar was asking Ben, oh, who's this guy? Oh, and he's talking about... Knock, knock. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think they're trying. He was trying to explore what their relationship is because it's weird that this guy is on the island and he knows one of the guys from the plane. And I don't think Caesar ever gets any kind of answers between now and then,
1: so he still doesn't. doesn't no, know. he he got a uh, double barrel answer, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> straight to the chest. Yeah. All right, we're uh, here's an Here's a problem. Here's a scene that I had some trouble with right. this episode. It, not so much that I had trouble. It's just odd. It was Locke standing on a beach. He has that exchange with Ilana, I guess, and mm. um, he's eating a mango. Yeah, the worst fruit for, for <laughs> There's them so to much put
0: juice in. on that mango, just yeah. dripping down his chin.
2: I was a little and on his hand, totally. yeah, and on his mouth too. Like, and that's fine, but it was a little distracting because he's he's talking with Ilana. I could just see like <laughs> fucking mango fibers gathered <laughs> on his top top lip. And then, like, he just raises his hand. He's got that mango juice or whatever. I wonder. There's got to be, like, a set of foods that you can (laughs) and can't eat on on screen. And I don't think mango is a food you can eat on screen. Yeah, Somebody took a swing at that. (laughs) It was a swing and a miss.
0: I feel like like, Terry O'Quinn just really likes
2: mangoes. (laughs) Originally, it was, like, an apple. Nah. I don't. I think what we're missing here is that it, I think it was a part of his contract, so he had to eat a mango in every episode. <laughs> they cut out most of that, and then we got this one.
0: Yeah, they usually don't put it in the show. They film it and tell him, "Yeah, see, look, that's part of your contract. You ate it."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then like they leave it on the cutting room floor. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, it was just like him. Maybe this with his episode
1: agent. was uh, where they finally decided, like, let's show him what it looks like, <laughs> and then he's just like, "Ooh, you're right."
2: Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like an apple or, I don't know, what else you'd find on the island, no. any kind of island fruit. They just want, like, mango, that's tropical, and they, like, threw it at him, and then he just, like, <laughs> went to town. But, yeah, that mango is incredibly juicy. It, like, it, it tastes great, but it looks so fucked up. Yeah. Maybe,
1: maybe he was trying to uh, channel Brando. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is the connection between Brando and, and mangoes? Uh Nothing, but Brando, like, he liked to eat things <laughs> nah. on screen. Oh, so it's like a Brad Pitt kind
2: of thing. Nah. Yeah. It's the mark of a good actor. Yeah, someone they could just eat on
0: during a scene. Yeah, if you can if you can say all your lines with a mouthful of food, then you're good at acting.
2: <laughs> oh, that makes me like the worst actor. <laughs> just garbled nonsense yeah. coming out of my mouth every time I eat. So we see
0: uh, Locke turn a wheel somewhere, and with uh, Christian Shepherd there, and has a bright flash of light, and he ends up in Tunisia.
2: Yeah, what the fuck is up with that? <laughs> like that that whole scene. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. I don't know. What do you think that whole wheel turning was about?
1: Oh, that's to move the island. Ah, I see. Interesting. Because he mentioned moving the island in the episode. And uh, also that uh, Tunisia is the exit, Mm. which that's the part that really is just like wait what yeah
2: of course everybody knows you move an island by turning some frozen donkey will yeah. in the middle of wherever he was
1: in the middle of uh, the uh, magnetic well because <laughs> yeah. that's what it looked like
2: right and this yeah. light seemed I mean it did it seem different to you guys the light didn't seem it wasn't like,
1: that golden light it wasn't that it we was, saw like towards the end of the series it was like bluish white yeah, th- yeah. that's
2: what I thought it had like a bluish tint to it so Yeah,
1: it was like uh, spearmint white or peppermint white. (laughs) Yeah, peppermint white, yeah.
2: Okay, here's a question that I have for you guys. Watching that play out... So before this flashback scene, we are watching uh we I guess it's uh it's Locke telling Caesar what happened to him and then they flash back and when they flash back it's Locke talking to Christian Shepherd. Now we know from our vantage point that person talking to Caesar isn't Locke. It's right. the smoke mm-hmm. monster. Yeah. So is the smoke monster having a memory as John Locke speaking to himself? That was disguised as the smoke monster as Christian Shepherd. So it's essentially ah, the is, smoke monster talking to... Oh no.
1: But here's the thing. Is the smoke monster the only thing that looks like dead people?
2: Hmm. Ah. Is it
1: possible that Christian Shepherd is actually the ghost of Christian That's Shepherd, right, yeah. and not the smoke monster?
2: Yeah, that wasn't made clear throughout the series too. How you can tell if it's the smoke monster or if it's something else.
1: Because there are other things
2: in the island. We know that already with, um, with Michael in yeah, Season 6. Michael, yeah. He was a ghost. He wasn't the smoke monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but he kind of came back with those whispers of the others or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess the, the show isn't too clear on what, I guess, its rules on what is what and what comes back. Yeah, it's a,
0: if what they're doing furthers the smoke monster's plans, then it's the smoke monster, I think. But if they're being helpful, then it's a ghost? That's
2: my guess. Yeah, that's a good way to, to distinguish between the two. Uh-huh. Has anybody been helpful, but it didn't serve the uh, smoke monsters' goals? Besides, like, the one that we kind of. The only real mo- ghost that I remember seeing so far in our run is Michael. Yeah, I think it's Michael.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: whoever. Who, like, So whoever maybe Christian
1: Shepard was like. the smoke monster.
2: Maybe. Yeah, we'll have to wait till we get to that scene and figure that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe that, you know, that'll give us the. The context yeah. clues that we need for that. If they were even planning that head,
1: <laughs> that head, that far head. Which don't... I'm kind of leaning towards. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I love this. The further this ep- back we go, the more I feel like everything's falling apart.
2: Ah. Yeah. It's, it's so strange because um, they completed the series and then I remember at the time... David Lindelof, like, left Twitter and just, no. just gone for a while. Like, he didn't interact with anybody, didn't want to talk mm-hmm. with anyone about the finale. It was just done. Um, which is interesting, because now I think he just had a finale of another show that he was running on HBO, and um, he actually flipped it and kind of had a different reaction. He said, okay, I'm going to be here on Twitter, so anybody wants to like, come and talk to me about the show. <laughs> so, it, it's interesting to kind of see that he's he's kind of changed his way, I guess, in right. in, in, in working through that. But I then, feel like Lost had
0: a lot of questions left over, and he didn't want to have to deal with all those. Oh, Maybe yeah. this new show, not so much. Everyone's just saying, oh, your, your show was so cool.
2: <laughs> He's all like, it is cool. Yeah. Come talk to me. <laughs> I'll be on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I feel like people jumped off to Leftovers real quick. How so? Uh, it came out, and people were like, oh, that's really interesting. And by the end of the first season, everyone that was left loved it. Uh-huh. And everyone that was kind of like,
2: mm, it gone. Yeah, this show... I don't know, it seemed like the first season was like an exercise in depression. And mm-hmm. you can kind of tell. I think even maybe some of the writers kind of hinted it the same thing I think I think Lindelof might have said he was kind of depressed at the time he was writing it I could be off on that Mm -hmm. and then um second season came around they changed it they got another director Mimi Leader, who was awesome on the second season and like they just turned the dial a little bit and the show just like was dope after that Mm -hmm. but I don't know it's just that was that was my reading of it but Mm -hmm. I think everybody is either it's one of those weird things like you're either on board or you're not and and it's not like a smug you know smart thing it's just like it's, i guess it's just a taste thing yeah it's not for everybody yeah yeah but yeah there's so there's there's that that happened what i love about this show is that we're kind of thrust into the point of view of, of Locke. but Locke doesn't have anybody to trust he's got all these different people coming at him with different things Yeah. No. i don't know did you guys make anything of that
0: definitely like everyone wants something wants him to do something without really telling him why other than oh this is what the island needs you to do or whatever
1: one specific quote is, because you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: like, why are you special? Because he tells him that he's special, right? In yeah. That
0: scene? Or he asks him why why he's so special or whatever. Or what makes him think
1: that he's special?
2: And he just comes back with just the same old, <laughs> because you are.
1: It, it, it's the same thing that the show constantly does. I feel like uh, there was another time where someone asked a question and it's like, because it is. Mm. <laughs> And it's like, motherfucker, I am not an eight-year-old asking why I'm not allowed to play with lighters. Right,
2: right. Like, I'm asking you a pretty simple question from what it feels like. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you can help me out here. No? All right. It's interesting because we have this character, Locke, who is kind of going through his own... He's going... He's he's on his own journey or whatever, but it's also... Like, because he, he gets told by Jack straight up that he's not special. exactly. <laughs> opposite of what yeah. he's told by Weinmore and 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 he kind of gets turned down but he gets turned down in the worst way by the people that he's trying to collect in this episode. No. Yeah, Kate, I want to get into that. Kate was being real mean to him. Yeah. She kind of had mentioned or she was talking to him but like um Kate doesn't I guess Kate doesn't have any real close ties with Locke. In fact, she seemed, yeah, incredibly irritated that yeah. he showed up and all that. So did most of them. Yeah. Not all of them. Actually, like started off was like,
0: oh, you've never loved anybody. And that's... then he told her about it and how it didn't work and the, how heartbroken he was. And she's like, oh, yeah. And that's what you're doing now. See? You, you jerk. Get out of my house.
2: Yeah. And everybody knows that's how you deal with someone that's <laughs> that might have some... And
1: I don't even know if it's
2: issues, but it's just...
1: uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think that it was supposed to show, like, Sort of like, kind of descent mm. to get locked to the place where he was willing to off himself. Oh, yeah. Because when he spoke with Said, uh, Said was just like, "Oh, you know, let me know if when you want to do some real actual mm. good." And then uh, when he spoke with Hurley, Hurley's like, "No way, man! No way! <laughs> no! Uh, absolutely not! Fuck you!" Nah. Mm. And then Kate starts like trying to break him down emotionally, <laughs> and then. Uh, it, it culminates with uh, uh, Jack just being, you're not special. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Yeah. And this is delivered by, like, the drunkest Jack that we've seen on the show, right? Well, I don't know if we see him drunker than this, but he's uh-huh. in that hospital waiting for Locke to wake up, and he's drunk. He's just very, very <laughs>
1: inebriated wearing uh-huh. his lab coat. Do we know he's drunk? How do well, we know he's drunk? He's very disheveled mm. and emotional, but who knows? Are you uh, spoiling for me the fact that he descends into alcoholism in the three years after know. he gets off the island?
2: Well, I I read that scene as him being drunk because he doesn't seem in his right mind in that scene. Like oh,
1: he, and he has the five o'clock shadow, and he's
2: got the five o'clock no. shadow.
1: That that is TV shorthand for not taking care of himself. Yeah.
2: Right, right. So it, it seemed like he was kind of he was he was speaking to to John, but a lot of his speech kind of seemed a little. Not slurred, but it, it seemed like uh Matthew Fox, the actor, yeah. was trying to telegraph, Yeah, I'm drunk. Yeah, what? I think maybe Jack wasn't drunk. Matthew Fox was drunk. Right? <laughs> you know what? I now that I think about it, a lot of the scenes I just see Jack kinda <laughs> stumbling back and stumbling forward and then just saying that he's okay, don't touch me, don't touch me. <laughs> and then just goes and just keeps on making his hand with yeah. the wrap it up motion, like keep so, saying, JJ, I got this. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so, um, I don't know. So there's that. And there's that scene. uh, We're kind of, we're kind of bouncing all over the place, but Mm. whatever. Fuck it. There's a scene where. So show. (laughs) (laughs) There's a scene where Widmore is talking to Locke, who's in bed. And he said, and he told Locke that he was tricked off the island. Yeah. Um, And then he says that, that he was, he was exiled. We find out later what happens to, to, uh, Widmore. But he wasn't tricked off the island. Like he fucked up on his own. He had a.
1: He had a child off island.
2: That's the reason why he was exiled. Right. Unless- ben Ben tricked
0: him into leaving the island and and knocking off somebody.
1: <laughs> yeah? I I think that Ben tricked him into leaving at a time where people would notice that he was gone. Uh, oh, okay, he got him caught. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That
2: makes that makes more sense. I can. I could flow with that. My mind wasn't willing to make the mental <laughs> jumps for that. I was like, "This wasn't spoon fed to me. How did he? How did he just? How did he not? He's totally on his own here, like um, Whidmore anyway, like yeah. with his own with his own bullshit, <laughs> trying to pin that on Ben. Like you're an exiled, son. Yeah, but okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like if because we know that that Ben is sneaky enough to,
0: right.
2: you know, t- to do dumb shit like yeah. that to try and get that going.
0: Yeah, I mean Whitmore." was wrong he was breaking the rules and cheating on his wife and everything so it's not like ben was entirely the bad guy this time
2: yeah we're introduced to matthew abaddon yeah you also see his death scene this episode but yeah matthew abaddon is kind of an interesting player in the show like his his character he
1: almost seems like a
2: like a mini jacob kind of Mm, yeah what did you guys make of him?
1: Before he died, I, I started to wonder, like, is he supposed to be, like, an angel or something? That he's yeah. able to just find whoever, and he's also able to be the person who showed up as an orderly to lock, to orchestrate all of the events that uh, pushed him in towards being on the island. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I felt that he was kind of in that role, too, which is, like, the, um, like, it almost felt like a... What's that old Christmas movie
1: that everybody It's knows? a Wonderful Life. Yeah, it almost mm. felt like that.
2: Like, he felt like he was playing the angel role, kind of showing him around where everybody's at and who to collect and how to get them. And that was his whole function for yeah. the episode. But, like, um, I don't know. I kind of wonder, like, what is, like, to me, uh, Abaddon almost seems like he has, like, a Richard presence almost. I guess not, based on what we see. But, yeah, I always felt yeah. like he kind of fell into that role of messenger. But he was around for a while, very ominous.
0: Yeah, he definitely, uh, he's a guy that knows a lot more than he ever says to anybody. But like, like he's in on the plan. Mm-hmm. But he's also like a servant kind of thing.
1: Is so, he in on the plan or is he in on Widmore's plan? Widmore's plan, but even
0: then, like even before that, like when he was talking about how he did all the stuff to get Locke onto the plane. Like that seems like that was more Jacob's plan than mm-hmm. Widmore's plan.
1: Mhm. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh Widmore also talks about the war uh, and which side. And it made me wonder, like, was Widmore on Jacob's side?
2: Whose side was Widmore on, Yeah, from, that was from what we've seen? Weird,
1: because they showed up. Widmore's
0: guys showed up. They threw... Uh, Desmond, into that electromagnet thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, and, the purpose for which was never really made clear, yeah. right? I guess
2: just to get him to plug up the hole at the end of the series, because he's the only one that could withstand that electromagnetism. Yeah,
0: that allowed him to go to the Flash sideways, but I don't know how or why that was important to the people on the island. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't know. Yeah. Whitmore. Yeah. I don't know why that would be what they wanted. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, he was trying to stop the smoke monster, though, while he was there. So I guess that might put some on
2: Jacob's side. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah.
0: But I mean, he tells Locke when he's talking about the war, like, oh, yeah, you need to uh, if you're not there, then the wrong people are going to win. Right. So it's like, what? How does that work? yeah Locke's body being there just gives the smoke monster a form, yeah. of Locke, but that's all
2: well, i guess I guess Locke who. We've seen as a universal failure in most of the episodes that he's in. He's always playing the, um, I don't know, the uh, the Charlie Brown of the episodes, where everything <laughs> bad that can happen happens to Locke. And it, uh, this episode is That's no why they made for. his character bald. Yeah. That's why they put him in that um, big yellow and black striped sweater thing or yeah. t-shirt. I think they changed that in later episodes. <laughs> Had a dog following him around. <laughs> <laughs> a little bird.
1: Oh, it's grief.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: yeah, well, I guess it is
2: kind of true, because with, with Locke's death, everybody is reunited. Like, we keep on cutting to that, that Rashomon scene where it's a uh, son on the pier, and they're all there gathered together. Something had brought them, had brought them together. I guess it was Ben, but, yeah, I guess everything kind of had to happen the way it happened, because, mm. um, skipping to the end of this episode, there's, Two pieces of crucial information that Ben gets out of Locke before he kills him, no. and that's that Jin is alive, and that
1: um, Whitmore's wife, yeah, yeah, and least. Eloise Hawking is
2: the person he has to go see. So there's something specific about that information that at, at that point Ben yeah. didn't need Locke anymore. But how would he know? How would he know
1: to get that information anyway?
2: Because he wouldn't have known Jin was alive. Anyway, he wouldn't have any inkling that... Maybe he
1: wasn't planning on killing Luck when he first showed up. Mm -hmm. It was only once he got the information that he's like, Oh, wait, I don't need you.
2: Oh, yeah, you're right. I
1: think I've been thinking of Ben wrong this whole time. I I kept uh, thinking about him as being a master planner Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out how these plans serve him. I think he's an improviser. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, no, I
2: believe it 100%. Uh
1: Like I... I don't think that he has, like, this great plan ahead. I think that he just sees opportunities and he's just like, oh, well, let's try this.
2: Mm. So that kind of calls back to our con man thing. We don't see Sawyer this episode, but mm-hmm. Sawyer in that leadership role does the same thing for a lot of the episodes that we've seen. Right? right? Where Sawyer is just pretty much coming up with plans on the fly or as much as he can using whatever ability or whatever right. thing that he has. <laughs> so I guess we see that with Ben in this episode.
0: Yeah, cause I think Michael Emerson had auditioned to be Sawyer originally. Is that true? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I They're like, it. oh, you're you're too uh, masculine,
2: so we're just gonna <laughs> go with. Uh, I think no, I think discuss. they had I think they had that whole thing <laughs> um, in the whole plan out phase, and then um, it was just like when we had our our guest. Uh, John Yavis here he kind of just like does everybody just fall in love with Sawyer and they look (laughs) at him so I think Emerson had the role (laughs) like then Josh Holloway came into audition and they're just like nope this guy (laughs) (laughs) you will we'll bring you back you're okay
0: the the casting director went to go check the box next to his name and then when when uh, Josh Holloway walked in her jaw (laughs) dropped and she just dropped the pen too and they
2: forgot that's great (laughs) that's so great oh man well uh, we also see Locke lie to, uh, Saeed. Well, I don't know. If, maybe, maybe according to Locke, this wasn't a lie, but, um, Saeed tells him that he was kind of under the, the puppetry of, of, of Ben or whatever for like the last couple of years. Mm. And he says, Oh, who's pulling your strings? Essentially, that's the, the import of the words. And he says, I'm here on my own, which is not true because he's
0: there. Because Whitmore. Because absolutely. of Whitmore. Yeah, he's yeah. pulling his
2: strings. Right. So Whitmore's there, and he's there with Whitmore's guy, who is finding all these people and found Saeed, but he wasn't honest with Said in that scene. Or, yeah, like, nobody's pulling my strings. I just happened to find you by myself, yeah. on my own, with a broken leg <laughs> in the middle of like uh, your Habitat for Humanity thing.
1: Speaking of Saeed, he mentioned that he was able to uh, spend time with the love of his life before she was <laughs> murdered. Yes. Which I'm very curious about. Who is the love of his life? Ah. And how was she murdered? Because previous to this, the only time that we saw Saeed happy with a woman was with... uh, What was her name?
0: Uh, with uh, Shannon?
2: Shannon, that's The blonde
1: or with... Um... No, no, uh, the one that got hit by the car.
2: Oh, that's... Um, Nadia. Nadia. Yeah. yeah.
1: that That's who I was thinking of. Right. Which makes me wonder if Nadia getting hit by the car was previous to him going to the island in the first place mm. or if it was during this three-year period of time. And if it was during this three-year period of time, did they just miswrite when they say murdered in the same way that, uh, you know... If you go back and watch the original Star Wars, the way that Obi-Wan talks about Vader is like, hmm, it's not exactly right. (laughs)
0: Uh, He he killed your father. We're pretty explicit about that. Um, Yeah, it's weird. This has always bugged me about Saeed's storyline is that the part where they say, oh, yeah, he got to marry this woman. And if if it's Nadia and she got hit by a car... Why does he think she was murdered? And then also, we found out in the Ben or in Saeed's episode, the last one that we watched that was Saeed's episode, that he was killing people for Ben. And Ben was saying, these are the people that are responsible for your wife's death. So it's like, what kind of conspiracy oh. was he believing? Ben telling him that this car, this random car that hit mm-hmm. your wife when she was in the middle of the street was planned by was someone. A, yeah, it a massive
2: conspiracy.
1: Yeah, it was uh, a car that was uh, planted there by Widmore. Yeah.
2: I think what we're finding out is that Saeed listens to right-wing lady radio <laughs> pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Makes him very highly suggestible.
1: Or I could be completely wrong and it was actually the blonde chick mm. who got killed by uh, one of Whitmore's, Whitmore's people. Really? we we'll, uh, find out. In a couple of years. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so... On his quest to find everybody. So I guess this is the getting the band back together episode, yeah. sort of, where uh, Locke is on his whole tour to go and grab everybody. And he's trying to look for uh, Helen Norwood, who we meet for the first time in season six. But in this episode, she can't be found. And that's because she's dead. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Abaddon takes her to her, to his grave and she's just... Yeah, he... he it seems like uh, Locke has a really intense reaction to this, but... Um, yeah, there's nothing else that he can do. But he does take a little time to go find his previous love in this world. At I don't the, know what uh, we make of that.
0: <clears throat> At the cemetery in Santa Monica, California.
2: Yeah, huh. which is um, which they shot here.
0: Yeah, the Nuwano Cemetery. Mm. I believe so. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Huh. And then he drove from there down when they, after Abaddon gets shot and he gets in the car and drives it away, he ends up downtown on South Street now.
1: Yep. So, yeah, he drives down to Uwano for a couple of seconds and then he appears on South Street where he gets hit by multiple other <laughs> cars.
2: I wonder how are those people doing. I mean, we're not going to see them, but <laughs> I'm still kind of, <laughs> I'm wondering. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's yeah. not important, but in my mind, I'm like, I need to know. There's a, there's a car accident. Yeah. I would think there would be more conspiracy involved. I think I'm just on that Saeed train. Yeah, maybe it was a conspiracy. Yeah. Part of the people, all the people that he goes to visit, he does end up visiting a little... Well, not a little, but he visits a teenage boy. Yeah. Um. Did he call him by name? Yeah, I was trying to remember after we watched it if he did or not.
1: I'm not too sure. But he does... I don't think like he, he I think that he told uh, Abaddon who it hmm. was, but he didn't refer to the kid by name. No. Okay. I see. Like so he, he said it was someone's son. Yeah.
2: So that kid is kind of moving on with life, but I guess Locke wants to, wanted initially to bring him back to the island because he goes there, but then I guess he ends up deciding not to. Yeah. Kid. Maybe he just wanted to see him. Yeah. Um, that's tell. Yeah. Yeah, strange because everybody comes back. That kid doesn't come back. No. the And we don't see him tri- tripping through time or anything like that. So what does that mean for us? Does that mean that you can have an approximate way to get back and you don't have to bring everybody? Does that mean that you don't have to bring everybody back with you? I don't
0: know. Uh, well, I think if we're from season six, the reason that he had to bring back the Oceanic Six was that they were all people that, whose names were still like up in, in uh, the lighthouse the in the cave. Yeah. Oh, okay. like they needed to come back for that whole jacob thing oh. so if this guy's name's already been crossed off or was never there then you know he doesn't need to be there yeah it
1: was his dad's name mm-hmm. that was on the wall oh okay okay
2: yeah that, 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 that no. checks out with
1: me. i don't actually know if the dad's name was on the wall i'm just saying oh that would oh. make sense i think yeah. i
2: remember seeing the dad's name on the wall but uh, I
1: yeah we'll find out when we uh we finish watching all of lost
0: and go back and watch <laughs> it in regular <laughs> no.
2: order says um, yeah so what is
0: that yeah also a uh, walt school in new york that's on uh down that's in downtown honolulu uh <laughs> merchant and bethel yes right by kumukuhua theater
1: mm-hmm. yeah merchant and bethel which i believe uh, very shortly will be playing uh who killed gilbert othello yes a play by garrick Kaikai. Hi, hi. i've never actually known how to pronounce <laughs> garrick's last name oh cool and uh, I know that uh, Daryl Bonilla is going to be starring in that. Nice. Oh, cool. I don't know if he's like a lead role, but he's in there.
0: Cool. So uh, everybody go check that out. Sport local uh, theater.
1: Yeah. Cheap plug.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Either of you guys uh, would be uh, good guests. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah, I'd love to have those guys on. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, so
0: if you know uh, Daryl Bonilla or um, Garrick Paikai, tweet at them and tell them to t- tweet at us. At what a- bro pod. Yeah, at what bro pod. Yeah. Or just tweet at us
1: and remind us to ask them. <laughs> yeah, because it's not like we're not friends with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you guys go to Hawaii geek me? I did for a little bit. Okay, because I know that Garrick was
0: interviewing people yeah. there.
1: Yeah. No, no,
0: He was on camera when I came by, so I didn't, oh, didn't okay. talk to him.
1: Because I think uh, he interviewed Remy at uh, one yeah, point. I saw Remy in trivia Hawaii there. Mm-hmm.
2: Nice. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, so we get... Coming back to that scene with uh, Locke and Jack, I guess the conversation concludes with Jack saying that, oh, calling Locke and a lonely old man, and uh, it seems like there's some force behind those words, or um, like we've we've kind of talked about on the show earlier, that they represent two different things, but you can kind of see the, the animus between the two of them, mostly between Jack, but then you can kind of... Yeah, you kinda see Locke playing into it a little bit too, but yeah, these two characters kinda don't like each other. But it also felt like like uh Jack was kind of pretty much speaking of himself. He calls him a lonely old man and uh Jack lost his father. Mm-hmm. Jack doesn't want to be alone, but a current I guess currently in yeah. this stage he kinda is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't know his his bastard son, he doesn't even know he exists. Which he makes me have anyone wonder like his son that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he created that son in the sideways. Yeah. That son wasn't real, right?
0: Well, I don't think was he was real. real. He was oh, David th- thinks that he was real. Okay, he was the only person in the entire Flash Sideways that was just a figment of someone's imagination.
1: Was there anybody else? There's a bunch of people that were just extras in the Matrix. Okay, so <laughs> Helen
2: was there, but yeah. was this the she real person? She a real person. She's real.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Oh, she went with him into the other place, right? At the end? She was in the Ooh, church, I think. Maybe. I don't remember. Yeah. So that. No, wait. Maybe she was Was she, she in it. the
1: church waiting for Locke?
2: No, because because actually Locke wheels himself to the to the church by himself, and mm-hmm. he has that little exchange with Ben outside the church. Oh. But when we're inside, I don't remember seeing her. That oh. just means she wasn't ready to move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she died before him and wasn't ready to move yeah. on. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. Or because. maybe
1: that wasn't actually Helen, and that was actually just a figment of what uh, Locke needed to experience in order to move forward.
2: Yeah, I don't know. All that stuff is still kind of suspect to me. Like I'm I'm not I'm not even willing to accept that Rousseau or the daughter was real. Mm. Like I wonder if it was just something to help Ben or maybe even be a stumbling block or a distraction to Ben from moving on cuz he decides not to go into the church.
0: Yeah. I mean, he had wronged those two. and needed to make amends.
1: he had wronged a lot of yeah. people by oh, the yeah. end of the show. Oh yeah. Which one, which I wonder,
2: does, does, do you think, I guess Ben does make a change at the end, because that's how he ends up being in this place, right, with them, because it was just a place that they made for each other. I don't think they would have brought in people that they didn't want to advance with. No. But then, thinking about it, we do see a lot of other people in that reality that were mean to do people harm, like Martin Keeney and all those guys. Yeah. So, who's
0: to... Yeah. Who fucking killed? knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> We can have a whole side podcast where we just talk
2: about what's
1: what's going, <laughs> what's going on in the sideways yeah. reality. <laughs> oh
2: man, that sideways reality season! Between the sideways reality. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know. Yeah. Also, oh, when uh just going back to when
0: Locke visits Hurley at Santa Rosa, Oh, that's at a uh, Winward Community College.
2: Oh yeah. Nice, nice. It was a nice scene. It was a. It looked like a nice place to keep people that are. That they might be having some uh, problems.
1: The nurse that uh, he talks to to find out whether or not he's crazy. Yeah, I decided to check to see whether or not that was just like a random person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is actually an actress. Her oh. name is uh, Griselle Toledo. Oh, she is an actress known for Lost, Lost Epilogue, The New Man in Charge, mm-hmm. and Tyrannosaurus Azteca. Nice. <laughs> About an Aztec Tyrannosaurus.
2: Interesting. So it's just a <laughs> Is that Tyrannosaurus? a sci-fi channel
1: movie? Uh, it, it has to be. <laughs> it's gotta be. Like,
2: I wonder. It's just a Tyrannosaurus with, like, the big headdress.
1: Oh, uh, Tyrannosaurus Aztec is actually an alternate name. Another name for the movie is Aztec Rex.
0: Oh. Right. Hmm. And the the
1: Aztecs summoned a Tyrannosaurus Rex to keep Cortez and his army out of Mexico. <laughs> now they need the Conquistador's help to stop the T-Rex from killing them all.
0: I want to see that director. just waited till winter and he would have froze to death.
2: I want to see that director on set so bad. He's just all like, <laughs> alright, um, just letting you know before you run through the lines, um... This is the part where the Aztecian T-Rex is about to eat you, but I need you to just make a strong declaration that this isn't happening and uh, cry a little bit and action. <laughs> yeah, I got to find this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's called T-Rex Azteca?
1: Tyrannosaurus or. Azteca or Aztec Rex? <laughs> I, think I like the first one better. I like the latter. It just <laughs> it rhymes. It's yeah, different. I like Aztecs Re- Aztec Rex better. Aztec Rex. That that sounds, yeah, it was the
0: Aztec Rex. I think.
1: <laughs>
0: Aztec
2: Aztec Rex sounds like a guy that you would buy drugs from, like on the corner of Merchant and. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, what up, man? Aztec Rex over here. I got your hook up. <laughs>
2: Whatever you need, I got what you need, Man. son. You want uppers, downers, poppers, pills, pa- Pablo, Naruto. <laughs> I got it.
1: It's just him. Like he, 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 he sells drugs and also sells books on philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> the last note that I have says, move the island. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what
2: I have. yeah we heard them reference that twice. Yeah. yeah. So where do you think they moved the island to? Where was it moved from?
1: Now, uh, that that is a very good question. Is it being moved geographically mm. or chronologically?
2: Ooh.
1: Like, Ooh. Uh, is it being moved through time? Mm. Because uh, we know that there are time travel things that happen to the island, and also we know that uh, islands don't move geologically <laughs> unless you're talking about over the course of millions of years. <laughs>
2: Very interesting. Uh, I want to see how that like plays islands
1: out. don't work like that.
2: He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Yo, can you guys go and move those islands? Uh-huh. They're kind of they're kind of in the way."
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's cool. it. I'm out of
2: notes. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, it might be moving geographically because, like, there at some point there were like Roman type people there, and Egyptians were building stuff, Egyptian type stuff, and at some point,
1: oh, at some know, point it, it went from uh, the Atlantic to the uh, Pacific. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's
0: a good point. Yeah. And Richard Albert, he's from, I think, the Canary Islands. I'm not right. sure where that is. I think it's in the Pacific.
2: Right. No, I don't know. It's so strange. Ricardus? Yeah, Ricardus. Ricardus. Speaking about the island, there was a... When the show was on... They, a lot of people were trying to nail down the, nail down the timeline, uh, just no. the general timeline, because we see from you know we hear from uh, Locke that he said that he was on this island for a hundred days or a little over a hundred days previously. So up until that point, it was like I don't know, four or five seasons. So we've been with this character for four years, now But then they were on this island for just a hundred days, and so the time stuff is kind of weird on the island. But I remember when they were talking about. The island and its placement. There was a people were trying to figure out where on the where on the earth this island could be, and then like people were making crazy connections between (laughs) like scenes where there was like a lot of heavy rain. And, um, like this hurricane that happened, like in the North Pacific, saying that <laughs> when they wrote it and shot it, it was, it was so much, a lot of people wanted to believe that the writers and creators of the show were so meticulous to remember <laughs> a storm that happened in this part of the island and threw that in the show, which I don't believe, but it, it was kind of fun to think of. Yeah. At the time.
0: Well, I mean, if, how else are you gonna uh, map out where it is? Like that's the only information we got, so we
2: have to use that. Yeah, you know, like there's some rain in a scene. Yeah, a lot of rain.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things like uh, Ice Cube's "Good Day." Yeah, where thinking. it's like everything is fictional, but you can find real connections. Yeah. Right, like that. There was that dude that figured out exactly what day Ice Cube's "Good Day" was. <laughs> yeah. Even Wait. though that wasn't the day that Ice Cube was talking about. <laughs> Ice Cube was talking about a fully fictional good day.
2: What was the day that the guy had found?
1: Hold on. Let me look this up.
2: <laughs> okay. While you look that up, um, there's all that stuff that's that's happening. We have like this weird moving island and all this other things that's kind of going down here. And then we have like Locke. I'm surprised that Locke hasn't lost his mind. Which <laughs> I would like I would attribute to his faith that he kinda holds so hard onto. Because like he pops up in Tunisia. Yeah. This is after turning some weird wheel. We don't know what happened to him, but his He's leg is broken. Bones sticking out. Yeah, his leg is unset and all this stuff. But the only thing that carries him is is his task, which he wants to try and yeah. like, you know, And his task is not something that he's thought up on his own. It's something that is given to him by Whitmore at the beginning of this episode. So he's been manipulated from the beginning of this episode. Nah. He's being manipulated by forces that show a little bit more, I don't know what the word is. They show a little bit more um, tact and maybe thought. Then he Mm -hmm. does one. He's got these two, he's got these other players like Ben and Whitmore. They're just pretty much like playing 3D chess and moving Locke on this board. Or Locke thinks he's making his own moves. Yeah.
1: January 20th, 1992 with Ice Uh, Cube. That's great. Wait, no, sorry. Uh, That's what the headline says. The uh, (laughs) sub-headline says that he was rapping about January 20th, 1991 holy shit <laughs> uh, the actual article also says 91 uh is that
0: a typo in the headline or probably oh,
1: okay uh apparently january 20th 1991 was the only day where yo mtv reps was on the air and it was a clear and smogless day beepers were commercially sold <laughs> the lakers beat the supersonics and ice cube had no events that he had to attend
2: holy shit
1: <laughs> Wait, no, now that another part of the article says that it's 92. What the fuck, you stupid article?
0: <laughs> what I wonder is, like, who listens to the song? I he was having some sort of, like, loss situation where he
2: was jumping back and forth through time. Yeah, maybe it was Ice Cube that was just unstuck in time, <laughs> moving, just having a good day. A day where you didn't even have to bust out his AK. Yeah. A good day indeed. <laughs> uh, when Whitmore gives
0: Locke a cell phone at the beginning of the episode... He says, uh, if you, ever, if you never need to talk to me, just press two, three, She says, uh, it's an Easter egg and also a thing that does not uh, come into play at all in the episode. Good. At no point does Locke go, oh yeah, I, should, I need to call Widmore. Good thing that he told me the number to call him.
2: Dude, I thought he was going to yeah. for some reason because that, 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 that scene where he's about to kill himself, he has the phone in his hand, right? Yeah. And he's like contemplating, like, do I call this guy? <laughs> what if he doesn't like me anymore? Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's gonna call me a failure. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna say I'm not special.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear it twice. I heard it once today. Once is my limit.
1: I uh, wish I was special. <laughs> You're so fucking special.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does Locke believe that he's special? Does he act? Does he believe that he's acting in the best interests of everyone? Does he? Is he acting selfishly as a, whatever he's trying to accomplish?
1: I don't know because of everything that came before that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. What I would guess is that he tried to act as leader as best as he could to help everyone. But since he is no longer the leader, he is acting selfishly in any way that uh, allows him the same sort of feeling of importance that he had while he was leading the others. Because he was leader mm-hmm. of the others, right? After Ben. Yeah.
0: That's what they were saying, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's what... I also
1: mentioned. appreciate that someone in this episode said, well, we didn't call ourselves the Others. <laughs>
2: yeah, for shit's sake. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, very strange.
0: So he must not have been leader of them for very long. He's
2: still calling them the Others.
0: Or maybe he he, what if he was like, he was leading the Others and he kept calling them the Others and they were like, it's, it's,
2: we're not Others anymore, we're, we're your people. Kind <laughs> of <You gotta laughs> knock we're, it off. We're yours. He was like, yeah, hey, Other. I mean, Frank? Your name is Frank, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: This other Frank. <laughs> hey other Jack. My name's my name's Ronald. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you look kinda like him, so I'm just gonna call you Other Jack. <laughs> yeah.
2: I need you to be my foil. Yeah. It, I don't know. Um it seems like yeah, it seems like it seems like Locke in this state, in whatever his actual Locke state is, no. uh, it just seems like he is very yeah, he, he can't bring anybody back. He doesn't convince anyone. And this is the sad end to his actual life. And we don't see him again into the flash sideways. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because in the episodes that we've seen after this, we saw we saw a, a lock with brand new lease on life. Someone that looked like he was in tune with the island, knew what he wanted, knew how to get it. And um, we were <laughs> actually tricked as an audience because <laughs> we come to find out that I am fucking locked. Yeah. But then it was kind of nice to like think for a little bit while watching the show. Like, oh look, look at him; he's doing the leader thing now. Yeah. He's actually Charlie not bad Brown
1: finally kicked that ball.
2: <laughs> he got it exactly. across the goalpost, <laughs> and then like he just then we got the ball pulled away from us when <laughs> we yeah. found out. I was mm-hmm. like the man in black.
1: <laughs> I am going to assume that the next episode I finally get to see Sun's perspective.
0: Oh, ooh. Ooh. yeah, it's been a while since we had any Sun. Yeah, that's a safe
1: bet. Any episodes that rotate around the sun? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll be here all week, uh-huh. all of us.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, the only other Easter egg thing that I have, I don't even know if it's an Easter egg or not, but um, Locke tells Jack we have to go back, which I think is the first time we've seen so far somebody say that, but it won't be the last.
2: Mm.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I'm pretty much out of notes. Is there anything yeah. else you
2: guys want to toss in about the episode? Any uh, closing remarks, statements, thoughts.
1: Uh, I thought that the uh, the last line of the episode was a good cliffhanger. Uh, something that uh, I definitely feel like is in keeping with uh, the producer of this episode, Brian K. Vaughn's work. Mm-hmm. He always did excellent cliffhangers in comics. And the last line of the episode, Locke, while staring down at Ben, said, This is the man who killed me.
0: Yeah, Nice. Which is, uh, I think that's how baby, uh, the plot of that movie, I Know Who Killed Me...
1: Was.
2: was that Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. Yeah, i never seen it, but
1: I remember yeah. yeah, that was one of the people that uh, Ben got uh, Saeed to kill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why yeah. we never hear about her anyway. She's gone. Yeah.
2: She gone.
1: Cool, so uh, plugs. Uh, you can, as always, find all of my stuff at negative1.net. That's negative1, all spelled out, .net. AJ?
2: Uh, you can find me at ABFS003 on Twitter. Um, I'm just up on there. You guys can come and find me, please.
1: Yeah.
0: And you can find me at DKJ Comedy on Twitter. Um, if you just want to follow the show, we're at What Bro Pod. And um, if you want to check out my other podcast that I do with John Yabez, it's called Dirty Work Minute. And we're talking about that 1998 Norm MacDonald film, Dirty Work. One minute at a time.
1: Also, uh, if you guys happen to be in the Honolulu area and are uh, thinking about going to Comic-Con, uh, we are going to have a panel next week, Friday. Uh, we're going to be part of the Geeks in Podcasting panel. Yes.
2: Yeah, so come check us out.
1: Yeah, and that's on the uh, the 28th? Uh, whatever next week Friday is.
0: Yeah, they, uh, yeah the 28th of uh, July, July, 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock.
2: Yeah, so come see us, and, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, um, we'll uh, we'll take a picture
1: with you? We'll sign anything?
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: um, we'll... Unless you're trying to serve us.
2: Yeah, unless you're trying to serve us, in which case, we're not down for that. No. I think we might even try to start our own little fight club, so if you guys want to come, we might be in a back alley behind the convention center.
1: If Daniel De Kim actually steps up. Yeah.
2: I wish he would come before he leaves.
1: So. wish a motherfucker would
2: yeah <laughs> daniel come on man this is your last chance to fight a rare specimen the rare specimen that is david k
1: jones yeah don't
2: david, disappoint us
1: that's what the K stands for yeah rare yeah. specimen rare
2: specimen yeah we always call him yeah. special k yeah special k jones mm-hmm.
1: that's going to be his cuz um... he gets you fucked up yeah he's going <laughs> to david special <laughs> k jones will fuck you up
2: Oh, Daniel, why haven't you accepted this duel, buddy? Come on, just just meet us in that back yeah. alley behind the convention center Wait, next you, week, Friday. You
0: guys have been calling Special K like the drug this whole time? Yeah. I oh. thought it was like a cereal thing. like Because like, uh, you're regular. Cause I'm, yeah. Cause I'm,
2: my poops are so good. Your poops are so good. Your poops are so good.
1: He'll make you shit yourself. <laughs> He'll make <meet> you...
2: <laughs> Do you not know that you're dealing with Special K here? Come on, guys. Yeah. Not, not, not like the drug.
1: We call his uh, right hand fiber and his left hand other vitamins. <laughs> He's going to hit you with fiber and other vitamins. I don't know how much longer we can belabor this metaphor. Yeah.
0: I don't know, but if you want to fight me, uh, come to Comic Con on Friday.
1: Wait, is that going out to anybody? Um, yeah. Just, no. uh,
0: I'm going to call you Daniel Day Kim the whole time we're fighting. <laughs>
2: Uh, it's just gonna be you and a really, really big dude named Chemo.
1: I'm really hoping that you actually call him by the full name the whole time.
2: That'll that'll work as a good like uh, strategy. It's a good defense strategy. It'll it'll throw off their mental game.
1: They're yeah. so like, "Why is he calling me Daniel Day Kim?"
2: I I got into a fight. This dude just kept calling me Daniel Day Kim the whole way through. It <laughs> fucked up my brain set. Just like taking Special K, (laughs) the drug.
0: (laughs) All right, everybody. That looks like that's another episode in the can.
2: You know what to do. Get lost.